My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the Six Figure Podcast Rebels. It's Britt here. Today we have another exciting interview ahead of us. Travis Lochner, a former music producer who has turned into a media entrepreneur, now helps CEOs and business owners produce their own live streams, podcasts, and media content. He's also the creator of Beast Node Podcast. We're going to have some really exciting um, conversation within that alone. We're going to go over some wins, some great takeaways. And then we'll go over some of the challenges that he faced along the way uh, to make it really relatable. So there'll be some great conversation within that alone. Thanks so much for jumping on here today, Travis. How's it going? Hey, I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me, Brittany. Oh, absolutely. Super excited to have you on today. Your story sounds amazing. You're kicking butt. So before we really get started into this interview, would you be able to just, you know, give us a little bit of your background? Um, tell us where, where you started and how you got to where you are today, just because I think it's a really fantastic um, journey. And I, I'd love for the audience to be able to really understand it as well, because you're kicking butt. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, a journey is a, yeah, a bit of an understatement. There's been uh, right. uh, lots of twists and turns along the way. Um, absolutely. But no, a, a few critical pivot points that ultimately led me to where I'm at today that is finally in that sweet spot that I think everybody's looking for where everything finally clicks and you feel like you finally found your lane. So the journey for me was starting very heavy on the artist side, um, pursuing music as an artist, as a producer, um, and the full grind, all of the the schmoozing, the elbow rubbing, like late nights, everything you could do. um, And at a certain point realized that was not going to be financially feasible for the lifestyle and like the the, the world <laughs> that I wanted right. to, to live and kind of create for myself. Um, so it became a point where I had to detach from that world, the artistic and like creative side of me. And I just right. went all in on the other side of like, all right, well, we need to focus on business. We need to focus on income. We need to focus on uh, everything that way. So I skewed all the way onto the other end of the spectrum and built a cannabis company. And that was my first it. discovery into entrepreneurship uh, and branding. And we really building a community and like understanding the power of, of the internet and commerce and community and all of that together. Um, so built my first company from startup to acquisition uh, in about two years. Uh, and that wow. showed me the light of like, holy crap. Okay, there is definitely something here. Um, and uh, pulled out of that and started working as a creative director doing that strategy, but for other companies. Um, So that's where I kept busy for a long portion of this last decade-ish was just as a creative director, doing content for all sizes, all types of companies. And eventually the pandemic uh, hit in March of 2020. uh, And a few key things really happened that all came to fruition uh, all of our clients hit the big red button 
uh, of like abort. We're not spending anything. We don't know what's going on here. Uh, and then a personal adventure of mine was finally wanting to create an event in person for like a LinkedIn local type of thing. So we had booked right. the venue, booked speakers, set everything up. Uh, and it was for March of 2020. <laughs> so uh, it was literally the week of the uh, shutdown we had in downtown Denver. So instead of canceling that event entirely, we decided to go with a virtual production. And that was my first stream. I didn't realize it at the time, but that was the pivot point that led me down this road. We had our first stream, uh, downloaded Zoom, set it all up. Um, yeah. And there was this massive gap. I thought it went awful. I thought it went terrible. We had people coming in sideways on our camera <laughs> and stuff. Uh, and the feedback was the polar opposite. People were pumped. They were like, yo, when are you doing the next one? We loved it. It's so great. Um, and the speaker that we booked for the virtual event ended up booking a bunch of clients for a big name, like heavy hitter on LinkedIn. So there was this massive gap that started leading me towards like, that could have been way better. We could have had an intro. We could have tightened this up. Um, and right. I just started feeding that seed and feeding that gap. Um, and that eventually brought us to this media production and podcast and live stream production system of really focusing on what is the most efficient and effective way for folks to dive into this content creation. Um, and that's where everything in my world has finally kind of swung back to the center. I've got the creative and artistic side uh, being satisfied. And now there's a practical and valuable business element attached to it too. So I'm now in this perfect sweet spot, ready to just rock and roll here uh, for whatever comes next. I love it. Wow. What a change, hey? It's amazing how your journey changed so fast, you know, and uh, all for the better. Like, <laughs> you know, there's uh, like, like you said, you were worried about it, uh, but the feedback came back so incredibly good that you could grow off of that. So that's incredible. We all know that in building a six-figure or higher business, there's the wins, but what would you say the big, one of the biggest challenges has been? Um, in my world, a lot of it was actually psychological challenges. Um, I'm okay. actually very good and confident and comfortable with the technical side, which is usually what a lot of people get hung up on is what camera should I get and this and what audio, but I had right. very, lots of technical and audio expertise. So for me, I am very much the type of person, the behind the camera type of person. I, I did yeah. it in music. I was a producer where the pop star is like the star of the show. They're the singer. Like I'm just there behind the scenes to make the track, make the song. Um, okay. So that's what I was kind of wanting and trying to do like in live stream and podcasting. Um, but the most valuable piece is having that relatability and that rapport with your audience. Um, so for right. me, the biggest challenge was the psychological hurdle of putting yourself out there. Um, you have a lot of fears and hesitations of all of these things you think people are going to like <laughs> worry about or stress about or give you crap about. Um, and ultimately what I've discovered is 
they don't care. Like, not, nobody really cares. Uh, all that stuff that you're worrying about and thinking about, like, oh, what are, are my friends going to think I'm stupid for putting up a podcast? Or, like, all those little details. Um, right. They seem, they almost seem silly now on the uh, being on the other end of it. Um, but I hope for anybody that is on the fence or in that, that little, that middle zone, um, that's the hardest part is once you get over that first hurdle, uh, you realize you're typically your own worst enemy when it, when it comes to critique and feedback um, and that, that whole cycle. So just keep it in check. Uh, and once, once you've released the first episode, you start getting the reps in, you get the habit cycles, um, all that stuff just starts to shake off and disappear. And you start to focus on the more practical stuff, how to be a better host, how to be a better interviewer, how to make it more engaging, like all that stuff, instead of the <laughs> the panic zone like type of mentality. So that was a big challenge for me um, at, at the beginning. Um, but once you shake through it, uh, it's very easy to to get rid of it. Right. Yeah, no, I, and I don't think you're alone at all. Like so many people are, they're scared of the unknown, you know, they've never done it before, or they're uncomfortable because it's out of their comfort zone. And I think that's yeah. just where re everyone learns to grow is when they actually take that leap of faith and just do it. Right. And uh, you're going to think later on, what the heck was I worried about? <laughs> yep. You know, yep. so definitely relatable for everyone, honestly. And um, yeah. It's it's hard to go into the unknown and try something new or wonder what everyone's going to think of you. And uh, the, the uncomfort like makes people unsure. Right. So that fear that fear starts. And uh, that's I, I honestly think that's what so many people deal with. Mm -hmm. Yep. I've so, been there. Uh, I know those roads all too well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's jump into when did you start your podcast? Beast node. Uh, right around this ex exact phase. So uh, okay. finally, that moment, um, all of the clients just put paused. Uh, I, re I realized I finally had a chance to just breathe, like personally, professionally. Um, I had realized I had just been so busy just with day-to-day -day work and taking care of the, the client fire of the week or um, yeah. just week after week after week that you don't get the those times to kind of do this the soul searching for right. what you actually wanted to do. Um, so I finally had a chance instead of focusing on clients, I could focus on myself. Uh, and all of the ideas and those those little signals that we have, we all have those little signals of like, I should should write a book on that thing one day or like I should my mine consistently was like I absolutely have to have a podcast like not just like oh I love Joe Rogan I should have podcasts like I have right. specific conversations like people like the the vision like bit just built and brewing for years um and finally had a chance to actually have the bandwidth and, and the time to throw it together um right. so ironically it was when like business was doing not so great for for everybody uh and i just started it as like a passion project for myself um okay. and that was when i was like all right well this is the signals i need to lean into started learning all of the production everything under the hood i had a very good head start um with everything i learned from music it was very very applicable in in podcast and audio engineering world um right. so very very grateful to have kind of a running start in that context but 
within my first season, my first 10 episodes of, of the podcast, I had business opportunities and referrals and like this or sort of magnetic aura starting to, to happen like right out the gates. And that was what fueled me to be like, wait a second. So there's a creative element now too. And what really clicked for me was recognizing the value of media in a B2B context. Right. Uh, so many people think of podcasts and shows and media in a like, I'm going to go get a million downloads and we're going to go get an, an a sponsor and an advertiser for 1500 an episode. And it's like, that's great. Sure. That's very awesome strategy for those that can do it also takes years to get to that level. Um, what really clicked for me is using media and podcasts as a bridge to build high value relationships. And in the context of business, that is one of the biggest hurdles, especially for high ticket businesses. Um, if you're trying to reach guarded executives or VPs or CEOs, they have entire systems and infrastructure set up to deflect like all outbound and pitches and cold messaging uh, mm -hmm. in general. And what we discovered with a podcast strategy or a media-based strategy is you can start to find all of these side doors and back doors uh, to all of yeah. these relationships that were typically unaccessible. Um, so that's what really clicked for me is how can we take the traditional podcast and and slicing and dicing into micro content type of strategy, but reshift it for specifically for businesses or for founders or sales pros that just really want to remove all of that friction in that relationship building. So it's a very hyper specific like niche we, we've kind of carved into. Um, right. But that's really what changed the world for me uh, from my own podcast and leveraging it now, uh, I have found that producer role where I can be behind the scenes and, and build the show for other people. Um, but initially, it, it took my own, me jumping in the pool to just say, screw it, let's figure it out, um, for the rest of those pieces to finally click. Uh, right. So that was the key piece for me putting together my own podcast and then duplicating that model is literally now our business model and our core offer. Love that. Yeah. So you're, you're, you make it teachable and you can take it from there. Right. And also think a lot of people, um, they think that with more downloads comes more book sales and, or more booked calls and more sales, but that's what, it's not necessarily like that. Like you can have a, a million downloads. It doesn't mean you, you're going to get a lot of sales, you know? Yep. And I think a lot of people get that confused. Whereas, you know, they're just bringing everyone in instead of filtering their certain, um, certain audience and a certain niche that's actually going to grow their business. Did you find a struggle with that as well? Or did you find like that to be true as well? Oh yeah, no, this is a recurring concern. The higher you go up in, in kind of the, the food chain in, in the business world, the more crucial targeting becomes. Yes. Um, so when you're in kind of an, an e-commerce or a big like massive YouTube channel or these million download situations, 
those are great for like B to C type scenarios or selling like retail products and merch and like community stuff. Great. Right. But really what, if you're shifting the focus towards high value relationship building, uh, it now becomes much more of a spear fishing approach or like a, a whale hunting approach yes. <laughs> versus uh, a, just casting the net as wide as possible. You're going to catch all kinds of crap. Um, you're going to get big fish, small fish, medium, and all kinds of junk as well yeah. if you just cast the net as wide as possible. For the clients that we serve and specific people this is most valuable for, they know who they need to reach. They know mm -hmm. exactly what companies, exactly what roles. They may even literally know them by name because they've been <laughs> knocking on the door for, for six months every, every time their CRM reminds them. Those exactly. are the folks that we set up this strategy for um, and they're very specifically armed and targeted. Um, and that's where now the calls you are booking you know are very qualified, which is a very important thing that the higher up you go and the busier people are, you it sucks to waste time on like unqualified calls and like exactly. what ultimately becomes a, a waste. So um, this is a, a great, I guess, antidote or al alternative option to that broad reach um, kind of catching too much junk um, dilemma right. is like like most things, you have to have a strategy. You have to have a plan. You can't just go start the channel and then just start no. throwing episodes out there and wonder like, this might help me somewhere, somewhere uh, along the road. Like has to be part of your funnel, part of your strategy, part of your content. Um, there's so many pieces in that whole puzzle from the first outreach email to before they come on the show to during, after the follow-ups, the micro content delivery, um, all of that you can optimize to make a smooth, enjoyable experience for somebody that is indirectly uh, now a, a lead or a client. Um, so it's a, a bit of a Trojan horse strategy, but it's been a, a game changer for our world. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with you there. And I know a lot of people would be able to as well. It's just like, you have to get very, cl a very clear vision of who you want to work with, who you want to attract, because like you said, otherwise you're going to be catching big, small, any kind of <laughs> size fish that's not going to get you anywhere though. And it's, a, it, it yep. becomes really important to not waste your time and work with people that, you know, or aligned with your visions and what you're looking for, because otherwise you're wasting their time and you're wasting your own. Right. So um, yeah. very, very important, like you said. So now based on your, your client, um, the clients that you interview, your guests that you interview, how do you go about, you say referrals, do you have any other ways that you go about getting these people that you interview? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we've we have kind of an all hands on deck approach for bookings. Um, so we have an internal uh, PR director, kind of bookings director that helps um, both directions for inbound bookings, um, people that want okay. to come on a show or be a guest, um, and then additionally outbound. If we're wanting to book on another person's show. Uh, remember that these can be, uh, these are very often, um, I saw in, in the entertainment industry with booking agents, it's usually the same, like 20, 40, 50 people 
that are booking all of the shows and concerts that you're going to right, like everywhere. Right. Um, so I'm starting to realize and recognize a similar thing under the hood with, with podcasts and shows. Um, if you get connected with the right few people, um, you can start opening up a few avenues for two-way booking hookups, whether it's for your clients uh, being booked on other shows or vice versa, getting people to come in there. So that one's a little bit more high level um, to have a role or a system or even something as simple as a spreadsheet um, to kind of track those inbound and outbound bookings. Uh, and then me personally, I'm always just I, I'll hunt people down any way I can. <laughs> I'll, I'll call right. their their VA and try and be like, hey, did you see the, the PDF I sent through? Um, that's another thing we do is we send like a customized personal PDF invite okay. um, instead okay. of just a templated, like very, very obvious, like some of the podcast invites I see, like you can just tell it's a copy paste <laughs> yeah. message. Um, so we really try to go up for that sort of upper premium luxury <laughs> experience type of uh, right. category. So the obviously a big portion of that is the invite. That's the the a, a core transition point of that. So we invest in making a custom PDF with their name um, and like an invite of here's the stats of the show. Here's what you'll get. Um, here's what we need from you. All we need is 30 minutes of your time. And in return for that, you'll get three to five micro clips. We'll post it on our LinkedIn. We'll post it on our social. We'll post it to our mailing list. We'll give you a backlink to your website. We'll get, and we'd make it like an overwhelming like value proposition. So right. that's a big, really big helpful piece um, for folks that pretty much the first thing they're doing anytime <laughs> you request anything from anybody is they're going, what's in it for me? Why the hell should I do this? Who are you? Um, and what's in it for what me? What value and do we, I get out we, of it? Yeah, yeah. We most literally answer that question as directly as we can. Like, we appreciate, like, how busy you are. This is, we'd love to extract your story, your insights, um, and share them with the world. And then there's a little bit of kind of the ego stroke, but we really just try to make it, um, this will be the most valuable 30 minutes you, you've spent the, this week or this month uh, is kind of the pitch we go for. So that's been a helpful piece of the puzzle to get more bookings as well. Um, and then, yeah, there's just the last one is adaptive, <laughs> adaptive creativity to find any of those side doors or, or back doors. Because if you're just sending a DM or an email to their public email, it's yeah. very likely just... And I'm going to get filtered right, right down the side. Exactly. So, um, yeah. yeah. Lead, lead with value and find um, more useful pivot points to get in there versus the traditional front door um, is usually blocked pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Leading with value. That's the perfect way to say it. Absolutely. I agree with you yeah. there. You know, because otherwise, like you said, they're why would they want to go on? Why did, yeah. you know, if there's no value in it for them. So I love the fact that you guys actually, you know, this is why we're letting you on. This is how it's going to become valuable to you. That is awesome. That's great that yeah. you guys do that. And with your podcast, how has it, uh, I know we kind of touched on it already, but I really want to get, sure. dig a little bit deeper on how it's affected your business um, altogether. It has 
beyond affected it has created my business um so right. i uh am grateful for yeah both both categories of um personal fulfillment um the, is the first lane that has just been really nice to have your message have your voice out there on a show on something a creative asset that you control there's something really special about that piece so um, excluding the business and professional benefits, that alone has really helped me kind of fill the void of what kind of was lost when I left music and detached from it. There was kind of a little bit of that like identity void uh, there. So I think this really helped fill that creative element. And then in the professional context, it really just gave me a whole different context of understanding relationship building as a specific strategy that all of this ev everything that we do like uh, on the outside looks like content marketing media production we do live streams and podcasts and we do video editing and transcriptions and all this <clears throat> ultimately what i've realized is i have to switch that whole equation all we're doing is building relationships and content is the avenue to build those relationships, whether it's micro content, listeners of the podcast, or in this case, guests of the podcast, all of those are relationship building avenues. Uh, and that's what grows businesses. That's what changes businesses is better relationships. Uh, and it took me a while for that to really click because I'm just was so focused on like the technical details of like, we'll do this audio balancing and <laughs> noise gate removal and like all this stuff that nobody cares about. Like ultimately right. at the end of the day, it's about building relationships and podcasts and content in general. Now that we're in such a digital era, people are digitally native 24 seven connected. If you're not leveraging that to build better relationships, you are, <laughs> there's other people that are. So if you're wondering why it feels like other people are scooching further ahead and, you, and you're not quite there. That is, catching, um, that is a huge, huge piece of the puzzles because people are going into these calls they warmed up. They know my voice. They know what I talk about. They know my stormtrooper <laughs> references and everything. Like that's going to be a completely different call, even if it's your very first call, than somebody that just is just begged for a demo for 45 days, and they finally just clicked yes. They're like, all right, whatever. Let's go take this call. See what it is. The right. difference in tone between those relationships is going to be miles apart. Um, so it takes a while to kind of see that long game, especially for folks that are just like, what's what's the conversion rate? What's the ad funnel? Like, how many people did we book from today's webinar? Like, those type of folks are going to struggle seeing the <laughs> seeing the light on kind of the big picture stuff. But those that have been there really recognize the value of of having your voice and having your platform out there because it allows people to. To, to just magnetically kind of fall into your world. Um, and if your messaging is right, it's attracting the right people as well, not just all of the junk and, and everything that comes along with it. Exactly. Absolutely. I agree with everything you just said. You really take it. You just take the words out of me. Uh, I, <laughs> uh, to the people listening, 
Travis has everything point on. It's very important with the building the relationships and everything. Um, that is honestly the biggest part, building that re- relationship, you know, um, and people, they don't always understand how important it is. And then, like you said, they wonder why they're not scooching ahead. And that is exactly it. So bang yep. on. <laughs> um, moving on to the next question here is what is your biggest focus with your podcast just for this year before the end of the year here? So uh, I am actually experimenting with a creative concept of a batch release podcast um releasing them by season similar to how like netflix shows and some of them binge i guess some of them still do the weekly release um but in an attempt to shake things up uh one of the the things i think is an opportunity to improve in the podcast world is the promotion how you get your episode out there each week um and a lot of people uh great if you have consistency and you have your weekly episode going out. Um, That's amazing if you're at that level. Congrats already. But what I've discovered is after you've had that going for several months, or some people even years, of new episodes out on Tuesday at 9 a.m., new episode, and after you've said that 150 times, people are just kind of tuned out, just kind of out of it. Um, So what we're trying is a entire season recording all of the episodes, probably about 10 at a time, giving them a central theme and topic about between the guests and everything, and then doing more of a tsunami release instead of a slow drip, where we're releasing all 10 episodes at once, all of the clips, all of the guests are sharing it on their socials the same week, um, and hopefully more so with the hopes that people will go in and binge the full the full season um a lot of people have more of that um desire when it comes to podcasts than at least me personally i like this i i can't do the slow drip uh whether it's with shows or with podcasts or anything um i just need them all there to just go go through the whole thing so that's right. going to be a new focus that we're we're um, experimenting with is batch recording and batch releasing seasons of a show instead of doing the slow drip um, each week. And who knows, we'll see how it goes and take a look at the numbers. Um, but for my own sanity of just kind of, I always want to have to like sh- shake things up or do it a little different, like somehow. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll see how this goes. Um, and that'll be our, our current focus for now. Uh, and It'll probably change in the, <laughs> the next few months uh, after that, but um, we'll give it a shot. I love that you're you're open to any sort of challenge, which is great, and um, that's a great way to grow. So that's exciting. Well, I want to know how it goes with the batch release, so we'll keep in touch about that as well. I want to see how sure. the batch yeah. release for the full season is going to go for you. So that's exciting. And how, how do you go about monetizing right now with what you're doing on your podcast? So uh, our route of monetization is business. So we have Mm -hmm. a core offer in our business uh, to run a weekly production and produce daily content um, for individuals. So we have almost this kind of meta element going on where the the podcast itself 
is almost an example of what we can do and will do for for a client. Um, so that's a really brilliant double dip because um, I'm getting content, growing the show, growing the asset, and they're literally kind of getting like a free trial, free sample of the micro content, the clips, everything of what it would kind of look like um in their own branding so as of right now that's our only avenue of monetization um is converting directly to business so that was the difference okay. um that we've really focused on rather than pursuing traditional advertising and sponsorship um right. what i've discovered is that usually puts more restrictions or puts me in more of a cage than in a creative like my best creative being, I guess. Um, right. So we focus heavily on the experience of the guest. And of course, like the production quality, everything, we make sure that's top notch too. Um, but really the key difference in our strategy is we can succeed even if these podcasts are getting five downloads or five million. It doesn't make a difference right. uh, because who we're targeting um, is already following me on social media for seeing the micro content until they're sick of it. They're like, Jesus, I've seen this guy 40 times this summer. Um, I'm just booking the call. <laughs> um, so we're saturating them on that end. And then we right. have the actual show itself for that spear, spear fishing approach. Um, and that's been just really great to give a brilliant experience. And then what we've learned is it's all in, all in the follow-up. The most powerful touch point of this whole equation is after we have their episode done, they had a great time. They feel like a baller, like coming out of the green room and their studio and everything. And then we have a stash of content of their, like their micro drop, uh, their mic drop moments, like clipped and ready to go in micro content. We deliver that in a folder and be like, Hey, thank you so much. I love what you're up to. Absolutely great. Your episodes out on Tuesday. Here's your folder of content. Now, at that point in this world, you can ask this person anything you need. Anything if you, you need want. a godfather for your children, <laughs> they will probably say yes at that point. That is the, the most frictionless yes I have ever seen in any avenue of business. And that's what we get people to. Um, and when you're targeting the right people, that's where you plug your ask for like, hey, so like, you may have noticed we run tech software audits for companies ex exactly like yours. We can hop on a call like next week if you want or connect me with your team. Like whatever right. you ask there is like a sure. Yep, let's do it. I'll hook you up. Like that's that's how this whole system works. Um, that's Start where all of it kind of connects and, and comes into the ROI, but it's invisible. It's all kind of behind the scenes. Um, so just want to give, I'm sure there's hundreds or thousands of people kind of pr promoting the, the million download strategy. <laughs> um, and I just hope people can kind of see the light, um, of thinking of these media assets more as relationship bridges instead right. of just broad reach. I'm going to go share my message with the world, uh, type of scenarios. hundred percent agree with you there. Yeah. It's, it's all about finding that target, building that relationship, and the fortune's always in the follow-up, right? So very, very important. That's what so many people struggle with, you know? And yep. um, so it's nice to hear it from you also talking to our audience as well, you know? So 
hearing it from more than just one person all the time. It, yeah. And it doesn't matter how many downloads you have. Well, of course it does, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're growing your business with a million downloads um, opposed to yeah. actually getting sales. Because there's so many people that we've actually had um, actually join our team. And they're like, what the heck's happening? I have a 1.3 million downloads and, but having sales, but not ne nearly where that should be. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's another person who joined our team. He, he actually just started and he had only about a thousand downloads, I think. And right away making way more money than Crushing the it. person who yeah. had 1.3 million because he targeted <laughs> the correct audience and, yeah. you know, built the relationships, yep. followed up, just changed the whole system. And, um, I think that's a, that's just like what so wow. many people struggle with and don't understand, right? It's like, you really got to have, have a very clear vision on who you're targeting and who you're bringing on your show and everything like that. So yeah, very important. Love it. Love it. No, great to hear more use case studies um, outside of my own world. It's very easy to, yeah. to kind of to, to my own own content strategy um but uh, gr great to hear yeah targeting is a huge key piece of it yeah um and yeah the the production as as an avenue towards others exactly. whether it's the micro content the show itself the listeners um there's just so much good so many good things happening around that production um that it's it's just about cultivating that and like funneling that energy into the right areas, the right places. Yeah. Um, and that's where a lot of people get, yeah, distracted, just thinking more is better, bigger is better. Um, and occasionally, yeah, it creates more. Exactly. Occasionally. Uh, mm -hmm. Problems. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, awesome. we'll see. So based on where you are today, if you were to double or triple your revenue and profit, both revenue and profit, in one year, what would you have to change? And what would some of the new challenges that you would face be? Um, I worded that really weird. <laughs> no, no. That, uh, ours would be, uh, so our challenge, if we were trip tripling in any context, um, mm -hmm. would be, like most people, people. Uh, people in those roles, scaling, um, to find people in those roles. So our system right. and our core offer um, is set up for running with a producer um, that is basically kind of the, the project manager, the showrunner of everything, an editor. That's who takes all of the footage, gets it to final form, slices it to micro content. And then the third arm is a social media manager. That's essentially who's publishing and getting the content out there daily. Those three legs um, we have to have for a fully functioning system of our offer to work. So uh, right. the scalability piece would be finding and training and having those individuals ready to rock and roll um, right. for about four to six, probably eight shows is about the max um, we can have per, uh, per role. Um, so that would be the, the situation is finding the actual talent and people that could fulfill those three roles for right. 
the tripled income and, and clients. Um, so that would be uh, one avenue or the opposite would be invest so well in branding and premium game that we just triple our prices and keep the same team. The, I'll take door number B um, if we can. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Okay, so, and I know I asked already about your focus with the podcast this year. Um, is there any other, We and we touched on it a little bit, but is there any other focuses or desires for the the, the this year coming up that you'd like to accomplish? Yeah, I think we're uh, really doubling down on short form video. So uh, I kind of see a ch chicken or the egg dilemma in the concept of media production of short form video is for sure the most valuable as far as attention and reach. Um, right. But it's extremely difficult to create and and maintain like if you're scripting and recording right. and editing a video one at a time every single time it's pretty freaking hard to do especially daily or a lot of now. work TikTok, TikTok <laughs> is like multiple posts per day like is kind of the average I'm like good lord so what we're really focusing at least on like is, a couple Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People have gotten insane. So what we're really focusing on to adjust and kind of lean into this instead of just being like, oh, those kids in their short form videos, um, we're right. definitely leaning into it and we're leveraging how can we use these podcasts, these clips and leverage and repurpose them into good short form content, good short form stories. Uh, so that's where a lot of our uh, focus is switching. Um, it's been super successful, really great for LinkedIn. Um, so now we're gonna try and take that same approach and jump to the vertical videos on TikTok and YouTube Shorts now. Um, They're investing heavily in, in YouTube Shorts and ad revenue and supporting creators there. So. Um, just following the signals of where the attention is going. Um, and that's going to be our next focus point is as high efficiency, short form video production. Love it. Yeah. I love all you, you, you guys really have, like, you know where you're going and you're going to you're going to get there. You have a very <laughs> that's clear a game vision plan, of at like least. Um, <laughs> yeah, may have a few detours exciting, is what I've discovered. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I love it all. I'm so excited for you because you're already doing amazing things. And it's so nice to see, you know, you really, you, you know, exactly what you're, I mean, you've learned exactly what has to happen, what works, what doesn't. And always there will be challenges along the way, like anything else, but you have a very clear vision of where you want to be. And you do have a roadmap to, to get there as well, right? You have, you're, you're looking into everything from every angle. So that's, that's awesome. And um, I'm so excited to stay connected with you. And, and uh, yeah, if people are listening right now and want to get a hold of you, uh, connect with you in any way, what would be the best way? To uh, reach out LinkedIn. To I am okay. rocking and rolling on LinkedIn is my primary platform. Uh, just find me, Travis Lochner, L-A-C-H. N-E-R, would love to connect with anybody, uh, share the journey if you're curious to um, start, yeah, anything in that realm or ask ab about anything, LinkedIn is the best avenue. And then anything business related, thebeastnode.com. 
that'll have everything media production and uh, content marketing related. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Travis, for taking the time out of, out of your day. I know you're super busy and jumping on and sharing your valuable insights. I know it, it definitely spoke to our audience. It definitely spoke to me as well. Um, it was a pleasure having you on here and congrats with everything you're doing. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure or higher entrepreneur and want to come on the podcast to get interviewed just like Travis, please go to podcastrebels.com. We'd love to interview you as well. Thank you guys. Thanks, Travis. Catch you on the next episode. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.